are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, James is the one that said, Be not hearers of the Word, but doers. If any man be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he's like a man that beholdeth his natural face in a glass. And he straightway goeth his way and forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now, what he's referring to there in the first chapter, he said, if a man be a hearer of the word, he hears what the word says. And he hears what the word said about him. He hears what the word said about supplying his needs. And that if you give, it shall be given unto you and all the good promises of God. He said he looks into a mirror and he sees what manner of man he is. Now, the mirror he's referring to, and you'll notice that James in different places in Scripture refers to the mirror as being the Word of God. Because the Word of God accurately reflects to us what we really are. I mean, you read 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and it'll reflect to you how you are really walking in love or how you are not walking in love. You know, when you get through reading that, you measure yourself by it. What it does, it puts an image of you. You see an image of yourself. When you read that, you see the image that God had of you, but you see it in the Word, but it reflects back to you what image you are. Because if you're not walking in love, it says, love takes no account of the wrong done to it. Then, of course, if you take account quickly of wrong done to you, then that's the image that you see when you look into the Word of God. So he says, uh, a hearer of the words like a man looked into the glass. You may look into the word of God and see that, thank God I'm redeemed from the curse. I'm delivered from the authority of darkness. And I have world overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And that's what God says about you. But he said, the man that's only a hearer, he'll walk off from that. And he'll go out and face the everyday circumstances of life and he will straightway or quickly forget what he saw in that mirror. He saw what God said he was. He saw what the Word reflected of him. But when he goes out and faces the everyday circumstances of life, is he going to have corresponding action toward what the Word said he was? Or will he just begin to fall in the negative stream and just say what the world said? Well, I know it. Nothing ever works out for me. The devil always comes in and throws a monkey wrench in the deal just before it comes off. But you see, if he's a doer of the word, when he faces the hard situation in life, when he faces the situation in a business deal or whatever, that it looks like that the devil's got the upper hand, he just begins to quote the word of God and say what God said about it. Proclaim that I'm delivered from the authority of darkness, and in the name of Jesus, I'm an overcomer. I overcome evil with good, and thank God no weapon formed against me will prosper. Whatever I do will prosper. Now, see, that would be corresponding action toward that situation. And then, see, if he does that, he says he's a doer of the Word of God. He didn't forget what the Bible said about him. But now, let's get back over to this. I didn't mean to get sidetracked there, but sometimes some of these little side trips will help us. James goes on down and makes the statement here. 
Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? In other words, he said it wasn't just because that Abraham said, Well, I believe you, God. It was because Abraham acted on what God said. See, he had corresponding action to that. Now, down to verse... 25 and 26. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So he says you're going to have to have some corresponding action. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Now see, Rahab was a harlot. She was not a righteous person. But because she believed that if she would be a help to the spies that came over there, she believed they would spare her. Now, I mean, if she's going to help them out and they're going to come over there and take the land, she may be one of the ones that gets killed in the war. But you see, her faith, she might have said, well, I I just have faith that they'll save me. But I'm not going to help them because if I do, they may string me up, see. The people of that land may kill me. But you see, her faith with action. So what she did, she befriended them and helped them to escape. So even an unrighteous person in that situation, and so James brings it out here, for the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead, being alone. Now, when people get a hold of that, and without the right understanding of it, they go out and do crazy things. Have you ever seen people do crazy things? Now, that's what I was talking about when I said writing faith checks. They say, well, now, if I really believe that God is supplying my need, then I ought to act like it. So the furthest thing that I could do to act like it, the greatest faith act that I could do was go ahead and write the check and send it before the manifestation of the money. No, that's not the most faith thing you could do. That's the most foolish thing you could do. (laughs) That's not faith, that's foolishness. See, some people want to put God in a box. They want to say, well, now it's going to come Thursday evening at 4 o'clock. So because they've confessed it's going to happen Thursday evening at 4 o'clock, they go ahead and send the check on Tuesday. Well, now let me tell you something. There are some things that confession will not change. You need to know that. Whether you believe it or whether you don't believe it or whether you confess it or whether you don't confess it, Jesus is coming back. Your confession's not going to change that. There are some things that takes time for these things to bring about. And when you begin to set dates and times, then you get in trouble just about every time. Now, it's all right to set your faith to that point or that as a goal. But if you're saying it's going to happen then, and when that day passes, then your faith is all gone, you see. So what we need to realize is that you set these things in motion by confession and by faith. But now let me show you the balance to this thing. Go over with me to Mark, the fourth chapter. I want us to read from verse 26. Now, this whole fourth chapter of Mark is important to what we're talking about here, and we may talk about some of the other sessions, but... For the point that we're driving at here, we're going to 
deal with from verse 26. But you will notice that it's already established that the soil or the ground in this chapter is the heart of man. Now, verse 26 says, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. Now, notice what Jesus says. The kingdom of God is as if a man cast seed into the ground. Now, you as an individual are the one that's going to sow the seed. Now, remember the kingdom of God. Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you. So the kingdom is inside you. It's inside the human spirit. And he said, so is the kingdom as if a man should cast seed into the ground. So you as an individual are the one that's going to put the seed in this soil. Now, it's already established here in the fourth chapter that the soil is the heart. Now, I call it the spirit. I refer to them both as the same. There's some that don't believe that they are the same. That's neither here nor there. I'm saying they're all the same, so you can decide for yourself. But anyway, the human spirit then is the saw. Now, he said the way the kingdom works is that you sow the seed into the ground. Now, the confession of God's word and the speaking of God's word is what sows the seed. You have to mix faith with the word of God. The children of Israel missed the promised land, thousands of them missed the promised land, died in the wilderness, never attained to what God intended for them to attain to. It was the will of God for them to enter in. It was their land. God had already given it to them. But the Bible says in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, that the gospel was preached to us as well as them, but it did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. In other words, they heard what God said, but they wouldn't mix any faith with it. Now, you always have people that'll hear what God says, but it's hard sometimes to get people to mix faith with what God says. In other words, to get them to quote what God says, get them to speak what God said. Get them to proclaim it the way God said it. Well, they say, well, it's not that way. Well, I know it's not that way, but God said this, so you say it. Now, the divine energy force of God is in that word, and it'll get inside you, and it is the power source. It is the faith of God to cause you to be able to attain to that promise. But people get the idea, well, I'd be lying if I said that. But you see, that's the difference in confession and lying. Confession is saying what God says in his word, agreeing with God. And to lie would be trying to convince somebody that you had something that you really didn't have and that you had it now, see. If they hear you confessing that my needs are met according to God's riches in glory, they're just hearing you quote what God said. They might get the idea that you don't have a need. But you wasn't trying to convince them. You shouldn't be trying to convince them of that. You're just agreeing with what God said so that divine energy can come into you. You see that? The power to attain to the promise is in the Word itself. The law of Genesis said the seed is in itself. Everything produces after its kind. The promise of God to you to supply your need, the seed is in itself, in the promise. Thank you for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer this week is offer number 7056. That's 7056. It's God's Creative Power for Finances, a mini book, plus a CD where the mini book is narrated by yours truly, Charles Capps. 
Now, this book was authored by myself and my daughter, Annette Caps. It tells you the basic principles of how to advance financially through faith in the Word of God, in the promise of God. We're not talking about obtaining something God does not want you to have. We're talking about entering into the provision that God has made for you. Learn how to use the authority of the Word of God to eliminate debt, collect accounts receivable, make timely payments on monthly bills, or sell property or buy property. All of these things are in this book, and it gives you declarations of faith, actually, how to eliminate debt, collect money owed to you, pay your bills on a timely basis, and to remove hindrances and calling things that are not to increase your paycheck. Now, I know that most of you are interested in this. So many times people just don't know how to go about it, and they think, well, it's greedy for me to think that way. No, what God's promised you, He wants you to have. But you have to learn how to tap into God's provision. Not something that God has to do, it's something you have to do. God's Creative Power for Finance is the mini-book, plus the CD, and I have space between the confessions or declarations where you can confess it with me. It's the confession of the Word of God that gets God's Word in your heart. It does several things, but it changes the image you have of yourself. You'll begin to see yourself blessed and in abundance instead of lack. That's offer number 7056. God's Creative Power for Finance is the mini-book plus the CD for a total of $13. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Kapp reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.